0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I am your host, Greg the Scott, and I would like to welcome you to the Fancy File Podcast. You are welcomed. And I have today with me a very excellent co-host. Could be one of the greatest co-hosts in the history of co-hosts, and he gets no recognition for it. No awards are coming his way yet, but we will fix this. He is the commander to my captain. He is the co-pilot to the pilot's. He's the co driver to the driver, which isn't true. But here he is. Mick, how are you today? Did you not get awards? Uh, not real awards. Really? I, the only award I got was most likely to shout out Hallelujah in church. That's
1: a pretty good award. It was a joke award. Oh, because I got the Peas in a Pot Award for best co pilot. From whom? from the from the church <laughs> from the the podcast awards oh it's a big committee well, how come yeah. I wasn't invited to that award show I thought you, well there was a chair with your name on there oh okay and I was I was pretty sure it, it was like a dad you know you're waiting for your dad at a baseball game or at a talent show and then all you see is that empty chair that says reserved for dad and you never did come i was also never told and i know you're making this all up
0: there wasn't no award show.
1: You're right. I was speaking prophetically.
0: So you're saying there's going to be an award show <laughs> you're where, gonna you're gonna, where you're going to win the two P's and the FOD award, and I won't be there? Yeah. There better be a good reason why I'm not there. Uh, you'll be... Wouldn't it be something if on that day we go to record a podcast and you're not there because you went to get an award? For the for podcast. The, for the said
1: podcast that's being recorded? For the uh, most amount of consecutive Podcast episodes in a row without missing, and as I'm getting that award, a podcast is being recorded in which I miss. And the award for person who's come the furthest, Mick. Yes. Yeah.
0: How are you doing? No, I'm doing well. Good. You look well. Thank you. you look rested. Oh, I'm rested. I wish p- people could see. Maybe we should. Well, we don't do the YouTube anymore. No, At we least, don't. Well, we might, but we, That's we're not some point doing it right yet.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm well rested. Uh, my bed's good. Um, well, it's I'm warm, sure the surrounded audience by is,
0: books. is very happy to know about this. Well, they should, they should know that surrounded their favorite by books
1: that their favorite podcasters are comfy. <laughs> he
0: he enters into a bed where just along the edges of the bed are just shelves, bookshelves. He has to climb in from the side, from the from behind the bed, or in front of the bed, however you want to look at it. And he's just books everywhere. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, you wake up, and if you feel sad, you can have a book to console you.
1: Yeah, and and Greg, you know exactly which books. Uh, Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Your J. Vernon McGee commentary set? Exactly. You can plug them.
0: Well, I ended up getting the commentary set, and I thought it was very good. We we actually have never really plugged a commentary set.
1: Uh, J-Mac, maybe.
0: Have we plugged J-Mac?
1: I think we have. John MacArthur, for those who aren't familiar with the term. Right,
0: that's, that's true. Like, Who's JMac? mac uh, We have rather large commentaries. No, I mean, probably large in comparison. Like, well, if it's in comparison to pastors, probably not, but maybe... From, 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 I don't know if a lot of Christians have, have commentaries. I say a lot of Christians I know don't have commentaries. Yeah. But, but you, you and I do. Uh, and... The J Vernon McGee, if you don't know who that is, that he was uh, radio hosts. He was a pastor as well, I believe, and uh, he did the Through the Bible series, the Bible Bus. If mm. so, I I still think he's not, he is no longer with us, but I uh, I think his radio show is still on. I actually think it's on in the Montreal area. Really? Oh, yes. WCHP Champlain 760 shout out that is a shout out by the way if you're in the Montreal area check that out 760 on the AM radio Mm -hmm. dial there is no
1: 760 on the uh, FM no no I I thought you were you know prophetically declaring it but no No, that's real that's not
0: how that works (laughs) I could declare it all I want it's not going to happen but uh so yeah he uh, would go through kind of like well maybe not what we're doing because we're not going through every verse of the Bible. Uh, Maybe eventually we would, but uh, he would go through every verse of the Bible uh, and kind of touch on it, like an expositor. This is actually what John MacArthur does in his own church, where he would, I think he did go through every verse of the Bible. Yeah. And you can go on his website, and I do believe you can listen to those sermons. And um, there used to be a preacher, uh, started uh, Calvary Chapel, the Jesus movement, uh, Chuck Smith. Oh yeah, he did the same thing. He would go through every verse of the Bible, yeah. and he used to He used to also have a radio program on WCHP, Champlain. Where is in the our radio program on WCHP? Well, you would have to be the one to work that one out. You know, we probably could. Maybe we probably pull that could out. figure that out. But we'd have to change the format a bit because this is a st- styled as a podcast. Well, it is a podcast, not styled as one. But see, we, we would be good for news talk radio. I think. Oh yeah, like AM talk late at night just talking about whatever
1: oh and whatever know. would come yeah
0: whatever would come uh kind of like this intro
1: <laughs> yeah i mean really if we're left to ourselves with microphones it's a fun game to play of like how long will it take before bigfoot is brought up or UFOs. Well, you already did it and there you go now the not, answer no, is it has, six minutes has no, been brought up Every six minutes, Bigfoot yeah. is brought up.
0: But I actually do think uh, it, it's a good point to, to show, like, to bring out Christians, those who are listening to this, go and, go and find good preachers to listen to.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Go and do it. There's a lot out there. I mean, there's a lot out there that is not good, but there are good preachers out there. And, and this goes without saying, you're not going to find someone you're going to agree with everything. And hopefully you can know the difference between something that's like okay I shouldn't listen to this versus this is really just a disagreement. Like we actually just name some preachers that I would like say I, I have this big disagreements with. Mm. Like uh, and I and I love I love John MacArthur. I have a lot of his books. I have his commentary uh and um I listen to him, but I'm not a cessationist. Mm. And he's written some very uh Fiery words, books, books regarding that, mm. and but yet, see for me, I wouldn't tell someone not to listen to him because of it, because mm. I think, like what he's done in salvation, like what like leading people to Christ, um, he's got fantastic teaching on the Word of God, and I 100% agree with his views on Bible prophecy, uh, end time prophecy, by the way, not prophetic prophecy, mm. so, but yeah. I... Go find a, preachers to listen to. I think it could incur, it could
1: strengthen your walk. Not to put you on the spot, but do you have a preacher right now that you would recommend that you've been checking I out? I just
0: said John MacArthur.
1: But one that we didn't mention. Maybe something I don't We've know. We've already
0: mentioned three. Like Jay Vernon McGee. I've listened to him. Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, I think, like, oftentimes. Like I'm really big in the podcast. I don't know if I should start shouting out podcasts on a podcast, uh, Mm. without connecting to those podcasts, but podcast is podcasting right now is very big. Um, but there are preachers like that. I I do listen to, I don't listen to them all the time, but you know, I, I like David Jeremiah. I think he's a good, good speaker. And, And again, don't agree with everything he says, but I, I like him, uh, for those, for those of you who are have been around for a long time, your older Christians, sit down and buckle up for this one, because uh, I know when you bring up his name, you either people you either got a duck or, or pucker, because people either really love him or hate him. Uh, but Jimmy Swagger, mm. old time Pentecostal evangelist, got himself in a bit of trouble, but um, there's still teachings that he's shared that I think for me has been an incredible sh- strength, or or a source of growth, I should say. Especially his old study in the word series, it's like it's fantastic, especially when you're looking for something of a Pentecostal bent, uh, there's, yeah, there's, not, there's not a much. lot out there. A lot of the guys that are on the radio, they're not all they're, a lot of them are Baptists or maybe they leave lean Calvinists, and then that's fine. that's not to attack them. but if you are you know you believe in the spiritual gifts, if you're Pentecostal charismatic, uh, and you want something serious because some of it can get a little weird that's out there. Uh, I'm not going to bring up names. I don't want to, you know, just be without going into a, an in-depth study on it, just throwing out a name and saying, oh, this is bad and avoid it. Uh, but, you know, I felt with Jimmy Swaggart, the the teaching he would bring, uh, and again, I don't agree with everything he said or done, but the teaching, he's been a great encouragement for me. Michael Brown. No, oh, that's another one that might upset people over. I'm funny because I'll listen to like these charismatic Pentecostal preachers while also listening to Paul Washer and uh, even James White. Yeah, you know, and John MacArthur. It seems like it's two different camps, but if they're born again and they're teaching the Word of God, I, b- I believe I can learn something from it. Amen. And uh, I believe for Christians as well. Like, don't be afraid to listen to things that that you might disagree with. Now, I'm not talking about heretical stuff. And I know there might be some Christians out there who might think anything Pentecostal is heretical. Uh, and you would be wrong on that. But I'm talking about stuff like if they're like openly teaching against who God is, avoid that. You know, like like actual heresy. Versus just like, well, I'm not a Calvinist, so I can't listen to them because they couldn't be Christian because they're, you know, they're a Calvinist or or I am a Calvinist and anyone that's not Calvinist is wrong. And and I believe like that type of division uh, just does so much harm than good. Yeah. Right. So, what about you?
1: Oh, really into H.B. Charles right now?
0: Yes, you keep keep, bringing him up.
1: Yeah, I have seen... But to he's, see- not, he's not a radio guy, right? No, he's just some guy. I mean, he's a great anointed man of God. Uh, so he's not just some guy. hes You know, God has raised him up. Um, but I think he's passionate about the Word. He loves Jesus, loves sharing the Word. Which is, I think some people, you know, you can love the Word and you can love Jesus, but have, like, a hard time sharing the Word with people. Right. And not having a passion for that. Not that, you know, even if we are commanded to share the Word. Um But he's passionate about it and he's a great encouragement to me because I don't know where he stands on everything. I haven't, you know, sat down with a guy, but there is this aspect of it's okay to be joyful for the things of the Lord, uh, whether you're charismatic or not. Um, Like I said, not sure where he stands, but I know he's very close with the John MacArthur types and the Stephen Lawsons and all people that I love. Um, But it's just encouraging, especially for like a young preacher like me. Who's learning the ropes? Um, I mean, it's been, I've been doing this for a while, but um, still, you're learning every day and wanting to get better. Right. So, yeah. It's good. It's great. I like this.
0: I I would actually recommend, um, there's a few places you can go. Well, obviously, if you, you know pastors by name or preachers by name, you can go find pretty much anyone on YouTube. YouTube could be a could be a very good source of Christian material, uh, if you know what you're looking for. Also, there is a website called Sermon Index.
1: Oh yeah, that's great.
0: And they have access to great Christian preachers of the past, many of the past, but also good Christian preachers today. So if you if you would like to find, let's say you like David Wilkerson, he's another one that I'd bring up. David Wilkerson and uh, just the work of God that he's done and and not just like the books he wrote or regarding uh, his ministry in New York City uh, with the cross and the switchblade reaching out the gangs but he was a pastor of Times Square Church in New York City and found Times Square Church not only just a, he was a pastor there but he was the founding pastor. You want to listen to his sermons? You can find those sermons on Sermon Index. It's not a, it's not a David Wilkerson website, but there's so many. You know, uh, Paul Washer is on there. You can listen to Paul Washer. You know, I, I, I brought up, I think Chuck Smith. There might be sermons on there from him yeah, as well. They and, do
1: veto kind of who goes on there, so you can be pretty sure of who's on there. That they're not, you know, straight up heretics.
0: Right. Yeah, so you know that you're getting something that that's decent, that's good, that's going to help you in your walk. And and honestly, you should, as a Christian, you should be listening to preaching. You should be listening to that over you know, in your spare time and you know podcasts. There's good podcasts out there. Obviously, this, this one. Obviously, this one. Check this. Keep checking this one
1: out. Where can we find us? So we can find us everywhere that podcasts are streamed. So, um, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Audible, which is technically like Amazon. Audible is Amazon. And um Yeah, I think there might be a few other places, but not that are commonly known. And um yeah. That's that. It's also merchandise that we have. That's true. We, we don't do talk know. about we don't talk about the merchandise. No, we haven't done that. So, like I haven't made new merch in a while. But, but it's still old merch. The old merch is still there. Uh, we have our. I want to believe. Is it? I have to believe. So I have to believe. Not I want to believe. No, I want to believe. Is something we would else. get into
0: big trouble for using yeah, that so, one. So
1: uh, I have to believe is our t-shirts and hoodies, which you should get. They're really great. Yeah, uh, I think everyone in the podcast has some one? version of that shirt or yeah. sw- uh, sweater. I know someone in particular bought a few, and they weren't all the right sizes. But that was them ordering them and not, you know. I don't think that person, though, was on the podcast. Oh, that's right. They're just a friend of ours. Yeah. Well, if you consider your, yourself a friend of ours or an acquaintance, we encourage you to get them. Okay, but where can they find the link for that? So, in, I believe, on the Fancy Files page on Facebook, yeah, there's a link in the description. In our old YouTube videos, there's also a link in the description. And... I believe there might be a link in the description of the podcast on Spotify and all those other places that links you to it.
0: I am going to actually I want to verify this right now cuz just to make sure that we uh we're not telling people to find it and then we see I don't know if it, I don't know if there is a a link there on the fancy file page I can add it. Or okay, so yeah, there we go. That's actually another good thing. Um, good thing. Good point to bring up. Facebook, the Fancy Files podcast page. Like, just type in the Fancy Files and you'll be able to find it. Um, so follow us. And our intention is to post on there when stuff's coming out. Sometimes we forget. I mean, we're not paid to do this, so we have other... You know, responsibilities that can at times hinder us from reaching on, uh, going on there. Uh, But yeah, like and subscribe. And eventually Mick is going to put the link up. So if you want to get some merchandise, fancy file merchandise, if you're a big fan of the files, then you can uh, do that.
1: Yeah. And if you message us, we'll send you a handwritten letter. Don't tell them something that's not going to happen. I'll write a letter. You're going to write a letter? Okay. Or I'll send a postcard. Like a picture of yourself?
0: How about an autograph photo?
1: Well that we that. always
0: say we're gonna do that. Or 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 one of us says you're
1: gonna do that. Yeah. But if they want it, they'll have it. So good. If you want it, you'll get it. <laughs> Best wishes. Best wishes. Mick.
0: Yeah. Maybe he'll put his favorite Bible verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. <laughs> My favorite in context verse. <laughs>
1: Very good. Okay. We've said a lot. We have, but I think this is sort of a shorter episode anyways. They don't give it away.
0: Oh, it's a shorter episode. It ends up being the longest one ever. But they know. Do they right? know?
1: They have the amount of minutes this episode will will we'll still
0: see it. Uh,
1: so, Mick, I, I would actually like for you to read Revelation 2, verse 10. Verse 10. Yeah. I'll be reading from the New King James. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Thank you very much, brother. Amen.
0: So we've been going through a series, reading through, or we, we started to, and we're trying to, the seven churches in Revelation, a lot of different opinions on what it means, uh, and we've heard... I've heard some pastors say that each church represents a church age. Uh, I, I and that maybe, maybe that's true. Uh, but I do feel that within like those were seven churches that actually existed uh, and that had these problems. And, and I think that within all church history, you're going to have churches that are going to have the same problems uh, or face the same situations. Like this one is the persecuted church. And, Would anyone deny that there are persecuted churches today? No one's going to deny that, unless they really are very ignorant of churches, uh, church reality, church history, and so on and so forth. So in dealing with persecution, we're looking at how we as Christians can deal with it, why we go through it. I would recommend that you go back and listen to the six previous episodes that we've done on this. There's a lot of information and discussion we got into. Now, just to start this little study here, fear. Okay, we talked about persecution, but now we're going to deal with fear. Because no doubt, when you're facing persecution, fear is going to be a a reaction you're going to have to it. And Jesus says, do not fear any of those things which are... Which you are about to suffer, you see fear is a powerful tool that the enemy will use to attack us, and if we're not careful, it can and could destroy our faith. There's a lot of reasons why um that can happen. I think in some cases, it can be because we maybe don't have a proper understanding regarding persecution or or um or even how to deal with fear how to how to overcome it i believe that the bible teaches that we can conquer anything that would come into our lives and that would would hinder us i believe that uh the cross is sufficient the blood of jesus christ is sufficient i believe in the power of the holy spirit i believe in the power of prayer I believe that we are to be an overcoming people and we're to be a people that will trust God. And I think that even people, churches, Christians, who aren't facing persecution, fear is something that is just destroying a lot of believers. And I think it's important that we address it. Yeah, this is actually happening. Let's not pretend that it's not. Recognize that Jesus tells us not to fear. So... If he's telling us not to fear, that means we can conquer it. We can overcome it. And we should overcome it. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. He says, do not fear any of those things. Not, well, if you want. No, don't fear that. But, again, there is an enemy. A spiritual enemy. We believe in spiritual warfare. We know that that some Christians hear that and they, they think their minds go into areas where, you know, Christians can take it a little too far. And so then they throw out the baby with the bathwater. But we do believe that um, that when we say Satan, we don't mean Satan specifically has gone to you and is cornering you and attacking you. Uh, but he does have. There are demonic forces that exist, the kingdom of darkness, that will come against the child of God, and that fear can be a a way that the enemy hinders us. But yet, all throughout scripture, we see the Lord shows up and says, Do not fear. God wants us to trust Him, to rest in Him. And this is something that we need to learn to do during storms, because if we don't, what happens? It robs us of our peace. And peace has been promised to the child of God as one of the fruits of the Spirit. And you find a, a believer that has no peace. A believer that has no rest. A believer that has allowed these things to come into their lives. Like, like, not that we we brought the storm in, but has allowed fear to come in, that's going to be a, a Christian that's that's that can get to the place they're not walking in victory. They're not overcoming. they're Maybe they're g- giving up on prayer because they've allowed fear to conquer them. Uh, and, and no doubt, it's very hard. It can be very challenging. But we need to remember that with God, all things are possible that we can overcome it.
1: Well, I really like that in this verse, right? It says, do not fear for the things which you are about to suffer. And I like that there seems to not be a finality with the word suffer. Um, It speaks, right? Later on, the verse does speak about death and we'll get there when we get there. But this idea that whatever we're about to go through will not be the end of us. um, And again, like I said, right? We're going to talk about death later on. But this idea that this is all with eternity in sight. So, um, you know, our bodies, they may kill, but the truth abides with us still, um, which is a bad paraphrase of uh, a mighty fortress, you mm. know, the, the hymn. But this idea that the things that are about to happen are going to affect us, they're going to be difficult, but they're not the end of us. Mm. Right. Right. As we choose not to fear, um, they will not be the end of us.
0: Now, in this verse and with this church, the Lord actually reveals to them what is going to happen. He says that indeed the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested. And then he says that you'll have tribulation 10 days. So, in this specific situation, he reveals it is the devil that's that's doing this. Uh, he's the one that's attacking this church. He's inspiring those to attack them to throw them into jail. Now, I think that's and again we we you know I mentioned it just previous this moment ago. Do you have an understanding that it the devil is real? I know that today to, to believe something like that can be foolish but Jesus says he's real the Bible says he's real the, God has given in, in his word the origins we know that Lucifer was, was an angel who became fallen Lucifer being his, his name previously, because he wasn't always the devil, devil means adversary the accuser the accuser, yeah, he he accuses us. That's what it means, right? Yeah. So I know there's devil and Satan. So I want to make sure that I uh, I have that right. But yeah, he is the the accuser of the brethren. Um, he is our adversary. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So here we see his attack. We see. Him behind the scenes working here. He like obviously the devil himself didn't manifest, grab them, and throw them in jail. He's obviously working behind and influencing individuals to do this. And that could be in in your case, or if you're in a church that you're suffering, it could be dem- demonically inspired. And even though the devil's behind all this, but it is something to bring out, and I want and it's important to remind them of this. He cannot rob them of their internal inheritance. He can destroy their body if it's allowed, but he can't take their soul. And that's what you see here. So it's important to remember because like how do we not fear? right? We'll have the big picture, because it is scary. like I'm, I could be thrown in jail. I could I could be killed. But here he says, no. Be faithful unto death and I'll give you the crown of life. The devil can't touch their inheritance. He can't touch their salvation. The devil can't touch your salvation. He can't touch my salvation. He can't just rob you of that. Take it away from you like you're, like one minute you have it and the next minute it's gone and you didn't know where it went. And I think that's encouraging to remember because it, where, where does it put your focus because when we're going through these types of storms, our focus can be on the here and now. But the Lord wants the focus to be on the eternal. No, there's a crowd of life awaiting for you. Eternal life is waiting for you. You don't know when that's going to come anyways. You can live a life where there's not many storms. But if you were to get sick or had a heart attack, you can drop dead. But if you're a Christian, the moment you close your eyes on this earth, you wake up in glory. to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord.
1: Well, you know, we talked last episode about the fact that suffering happens to even Christians, right? That Jesus speaks about that often throughout the Bible. And the fact I think that the um this passage is written to a church of believers, right? It's not backslidden people, it's your faithful believers, not perfect, but faithful. And what are we told that they will suffer? And who, who? And at the hand of who do they suffer? The accuser. So even if they're right, even if they're on the, the walk, they're walking in the spirit, and they're doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, the accuser still going to accuse. That's what he does. Yeah. Right? Another of his titles is the father of lies. He's going to accuse and lie about them. And that's what's going to lead them to prison. That's exactly what happened to Jesus. He was lied about, sent to jail, and crucified. And so when Jesus talks about, you know, if I suffered, you're going to suffer too, that's the same thing.
0: Yeah. Do we remember Job? Do we? Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) But to those who are listening, do you remember Job? Imagine if you had... Job. The whole book of Job without the first few chapters. You would just see Job going through all this stuff not knowing why. But we do have the first few chapters of Job. And in those first few chapters you see a scene uh, in heaven where the devil Satan appears before him with, with fallen angels to give an account. So even now the devil has to give an account to God on what he does. And The devil's talking about going to and fro. And I know in the King James it says, have you considered my servant Job? And there's a lot of discussion on, you know, is God hinting this to him or is God recognizing that the devil has considered Job? Um, Regardless, what do we see taking place there? Will accusations begin to get made? Well, Job only serves you because of all the good you've given him. You start taking away this and that and the other you know, take away his family, take away his possessions, see if he serves you, and then, you know, that happens, he's, uh, the, the enemies, Satan's allowed to attack Job, and then Job still stands and, and does not turn away, and then, okay, well, you know, attack his body, you know, let, let him get sick, maybe he's okay in this, but if he's, you know, the threat of death is there, let's see what happens, and and Job still stayed faithful, and then, well, then you know, and then, of course, Job's friends show up, and the accusations fly perfect wife not perfect friends yeah not even it's not even just the devil that's accusing them everyone else is accusing them uh, but what do we point is is that behind the scenes we see something that's taking place but we don't see for our own lives we don't know what's going on behind the scenes for your church if you're suffering if you're going through a storm Uh, And I know this context here is specifically persecution, but what if you're just suffering in general? What if there's something that's coming to your life, Uh, and it could be health related, Uh, it could be death in the family, it could be that you know just just things are just not going well, and you you go, why is this happening? And Job, you know, thought why? God really didn't give him the answer. It's not really God didn't give him the answer, Uh, but for us we don't know what's happening we don't know if you know th- there was any type of have you considered so and so have you considered so and so have you considered this church oh look this 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 area is in revival have you considered them well, we don't know what's taking place there and so that's important to remember there is something going on behind the scenes that we don't see the things that are happening to us don't just happen there's a reason why this has been allowed and then for us to remember, well, this is not it. It's not the here and now, even though our culture very much makes us to focus on that. But there's an eternal reality. God is real. Our inheritance is real. Our salvation is real. Eternity is real. And in reality, when you think about what our existence will look like, this moment here on earth is is just a blink, not even compared to everything that will be in eternity. And some of you who are listening to this, you may be up there in age and you can still remember yesterday when you were a teenager like it was two weeks ago. And, you, and, and the, the days of your life are a lot shorter compared to what you've already lived. It's reality. But as a Christian, even when this is done, it's not done. It's only the beginning of something far greater. And, and really, that's that's what's at stake here. So the first exhortation the Lord gives is not to fear. The second is to remain faithful. So don't fear. Remain faithful unto death. Yes, you can die for your faith. That's not something that's popular to think about. um, But that is a reality for many Christians. And I really want to dive into that, but I think we should do that in the next episode. Really get into like what that looks like, because it could, it could be like something really like dive in deeper. And, uh, and I don't want to rush it. Sure. Yeah. Did you want to close on anything?
1: Yeah. That next point that we're going to talk at the next (laughs) episode, I was ready.
0: He's ready to go. Um, well, Did you want to say anything regarding what we just said about like behind the scenes with Job and that?
1: Well, as you know, and I think as the listeners might know at this point, if they've tuned in for a, a while, Job is one of my favorite books. Um, It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And have you considered Job is my... Uh, have you considered your servant Job is probably my favorite Bible verse. This whole idea that... You know, when we say that Job was not given an answer when he asked a question, I think the, the answer that he was given uh, might not be the answer that he wanted to get. But how comforting is it to know where, you know, his his trials and his struggles happen, yes, and God has allowed them, yes, and God is working behind the scenes. But Job is reminded in that moment who God is. Where were you, Job, when I created everything? Where were you when all these things were happening? And if God did all these things without me around, then how much, you know, I can trust that the things he's doing with me around are good and that the things he's doing with me around uh, will bring glory to him ultimately. Right, Because that's what we are created for, to, be, to bring glory to God. And so I think there is a beauty to being told, no, remember who God is. Because he's the one who's holding you securely in your storms, in your trials, in the, in the midst of persecution. He is the one who has allowed it. He is the one that's carrying you through it. And he's the one that will take you out of it. Whether it stays in the grave or is healed on earth, it is still Him. It is all Him. And I think that is so beautiful and wonderful to think about.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, I pray that, that uh, this podcast has been a blessing to you uh, today. If you've been going through a storm or suffering, or you're part of a church's suffering, I hope that uh, this in some way can encourage you to stay faithful. Uh, And like we said, in our next podcast, we're going to look at uh, staying faithful unto death. Uh, So I am your host, Greg the Scott. Thank you for joining. We have with us Mick.
1: Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome.
0: And God bless.